I want to go to the scriptures at this time. Let's go to the book of Revelation chapter 2. Chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 7. The book of Revelation chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 7. When you have it, I want you to stand with me for the reverence of God's word. Whether you have it in a paper book Bible or your smart device or you're just going to read it off the screen. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. These things said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience and how you cannot stand them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake, have labored and have not fainted nevertheless I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent but this thou hast that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And all of God's people said, Amen. You all can be seated. Um, it was my attempt to preach it last Sunday and I wasn't able to. <laughs> um, but as we... Uh, start off our theme of this year rebuilding the altar I want to share this message with you look at the person beside you and just tell them start over start over first of all it's good to acknowledge just like in all of these letters to the churches of Asia Minor which were actual churches they start off pretty good they start off good acknowledging the good things. So it's almost like we go from commending to confrontation, right? Paul, uh, I mean, John, the apostle John is on the Isle of Patmos, feeling like he's exiled, and then God begins to speak to him about writing these letters to the churches. Isn't that something that there are moments, if you ever get by yourself, God will start talking. Mm. I said if you ever get by yourself you know some of us says we don't know whether God speaks or not or I've never heard God but have you ever got still long enough to hear God some of you uh, have been in relationships ever since you were a teenager so you've never been single <laughs> amen some of us um, cradle ourselves in an incubator with frenemies we tolerate people in our lives that we know don't have the best interest for us but we're so afraid of being by ourselves we will give a courtesy to people according to where we've been and not according to where we're going because we are afraid of being by ourselves even if it's not true yet I want you to prophesy I tell your neighbor I'm good with being with me until you get there you don't know you who are you outside of them? 
If I ask you who you are, some of you will start describing what you do. <laughs> but who are you outside of your functions? John is by himself. And God starts speaking. Glory be to God. Make sure your reflections and your speech of 2022 are balanced. Look how Jesus writes these letters, speaks these letters to them. He says, I know your works, you know, I know your labor. Now, we already read the scripture, so we know what he's going to say after this, right? But he starts off good, at least. He acknowledges. No one wants to be in a relationship with someone that all they bring up is the bad stuff. <laughs> I know we got work to do, but can we at least acknowledge how far we've come? And that's even, that's even a healthy dialogue you need to have with yourself. Because some of us are our worst critics. You know, I need to stop this. I need to lose weight. I need to get my credit. I need, yeah, okay. But can you look back over the last year and say, hold on. I didn't get everything right, but I did some things right. We used to say it like this in the church. I may not be where I want to be. But I thank God. I'm not where I used to be. Can anybody say that? Can anybody say it is working? Not as fast as I wanted to go sometime, but it is working. Make sure when we talk about last year, we do it in balance. Because every time we come into a new year, we're like, well, I'm so glad I made it through last year. Because Lord, last year, well, did you have some victories last year? No, really. Is anything going good for you? Has God been good to you even in the midst of a challenging time? I mean, you know, yes, COVID, pandemic, all of that. But if you let some of y'all tell it, that's all you had last year was COVID and a pandemic. Because you know COVID. You know the pandemic. But what about promise? Because the pandemic didn't change the promise. Look at you. Some of y'all didn't lose no weight. We still ate well called quarantine pounds come on somebody <laughs> tell your neighbor everything was not bad mm. when he talks to them he says listen you are workers you are good workers you're patient you have tenacity you didn't faint you didn't quit and listen what he tells them you all have great discernment you know church. You know what's real and what's not real. Even when other people tried to come in and deceive you and act like they were apostles, you were like, nah. He says, you even hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Who were these people? If you look at that word, it's made up of two words, which means victory and people. So the Nicolaitans sound like people who like to overcome other people. Mm. Who were these people? These were people who introduced compromise into the early church. They attempted to use their teachings of grace and liberty in their attempt to get people to accept immorality as okay. Oh, I'm preaching through here already. Having control and influence over people. Leadership is not collecting people. It's not controlling people. It's impacting people. It's impacting their lives for the betterment and not your own selfish agenda. You need to be very careful that when you want to take your seasons of sin, that you do it by yourself. 
be careful that you're not guilty of the sins of the Nicolaitans that when you start compromising and immorality you start luring others to join you uh, yes if you're gonna go out and do what you do do it by yourself but you need to be very careful when you start trying to use compromising doctrines and you start luring other people in the church into your centers of compromise say, well it really don't matter well, you can't listen to everything bishop say you can't let your parents control you you bet not discount the voices of people in your life that's been trusted more than one season of your life there are times in my life where I started compromising, even since I've been saved, since I've been a preacher. There are seasons of my life I compromise. I'm just being honest with you all. I'm just being honest. I'm just saying out loud what, what you all have dealt with as well. I said seasons. It would have been one thing if it was one day, but I'll be honest. It was seasons. It was, it was moments where I felt because I made so many sacrifices for other people and other things that I felt it was owed to me just to do me for a moment. Okay. Okay. I felt like it was oh I felt like it was like a like a reward system that if you do good so and for such a time then you know what while everybody else they left the church they backslid they did what they wanted to do but tell your neighbor you are not everybody else you don't have everybody you don't have the same assignment you they didn't hear what you heard look at your neighbor tell your neighbor be very careful but when you make up in your mind you're gonna do you and compromise you better be careful of the other people that you entice and you pull in I tell you the Lord told me to come back for the way up God told me to come back for the way up God told me to come back for those luring centers and seasons and connections and darkness individuals who have connected in chats and in group messages God told me to come for the people who are operating in DMs and DMs and snapchats to disappear after you send the text and after you send the picture although it disappeared in your social media app God can still read and he can see what's invisible got to be careful you got to be careful because what happens is the Bible says pray for them that watch over your soul listen because they must give account that means the reason why I never wanted to pastor I didn't mind preaching but the reason why I never wanted to pastor I'm just gonna be honest with you I never wanted to be responsible for anybody else's soul no really some people think pastoring is just a good idea. No, I never wanted to. I know I, I want to be able to answer for me and I, I have stuff I have to answer for. So I didn't want to have to answer for you. Then I got the revelation. It is my assignment to preach holiness. I can't monitor whether you live it. But I am responsible for what I teach. I am responsible for the standard I set in the community that God has assigned me to. I said all that to say this. Anytime you lure people into you and you start establishing a spirit of compromise, you become responsible for what you communicate. You become responsible for their souls. That's why the Bible says, let your light so shine before men. I need you to look at somebody to the left and the right of you. Tell them someone is watching your life. Someone is, come on, tell them, tell them. Someone is watching your life. You may not be a bishop over a church. You may not have a congregation, but you got children that's watching your life. They know when people coming in and out of the house. They know when 
when somebody stand in your room and they not and they not come on that's not their daddy people are what children are watching your life they watch how y'all love each other it's more than them just hearing me preach on Sunday they watch how the husband and the wife how mama and daddy communicate with each other in the house and that preaches louder than my message you become responsible. I know this is kind of heavy for Sunday morning, but I need to, I got to preach it while God has given it to me. You are responsible. You are responsible for the people you work with. They know you go to church. My God. Come on. They know you are a believer. You are responsible. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why, why, why are you trying to compromise so you can be accepted in the talk in the office and, and you do you have to realize they're watching you. They may laugh with you, but they're watching you. They may, they may laugh at your dirty joke, but they watching you. Come on somebody. And one thing about it, in one, once you start compromising in front of them, they will never see you the same. There are some people in our past someone else got to win them to Jesus because our testimony has been too bruised be honest don't go into no details but look at somebody tell them someone else gonna have to win them somebody else I'm not I'm not proud of it but somebody else But he said, you're doing church good. Spiritual gifts, you got them. But listen, out of all of what he said, he says to them, you have left your first love. It's possible to be working diligently for him, but not feel the same way that you used to about him. They're working for him. But what does it mean they left their first love? They left the level of passion they used to have. They, they are people who work hard, but they've lost their zeal for God. It's almost like checking religious boxes now. Hmm. I don't want to beat you up about it today. I want to tell you, I want to just talk to you about how to get it back. How do you get back there? Because it's easy to get on autopilot. No, no. Just because y'all play the songs don't mean you're connected to the songs. Just because y'all sang the songs. I mean, we, and you could have been John. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can just do it off of the rhythm and the beat and your heart not be attached to it anymore. I can start the scripture and you can finish it, but don't mean you still believe in the depth of the scripture that you used to believe in because your compromised lifestyle tells me you don't believe it like you used to because you can never separate how someone lives from the way they believe because your faith is reflected in your operation you know if I tell you there's a bomb under your seat I'm gonna know whether you believe it or not I mean I believe it in my heart no you don't because if you really believe what I said in your heart you would have moved so quickly but one reason why I know you didn't didn't, didn't believe because I didn't see any movement and there's some people who say they believe but you don't see no movement well it ain't about works no it ain't about works but the Bible says faith without works is dead but James says if you got faith I'm gonna see works 
And anytime people know church, but their heart is not attached to it anymore, it's because their faith has been contaminated. So how do you get it back? Number one. Everybody say this out of your mouth. Tell your testimony. Oh, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Tell your testimony. Tell your testimony. So I said, how is that going to help me get it back? Because you need to remember. Testimony is not just for the faith of those who hear it, but it's also for the faith of the one that's telling it. When you have a low moment, and we all will, and you find yourself in a backslidden state. Now this is why, when we, that's why we don't use the word backslidden as often because when you use the word backslidden, people often think backslidden means I don't go to church anymore. <laughs> but you can be in here every Sunday and, and serve and serve well and be in a backslidden state. And I'm just going to tell you, as long as you be in this Christian walk until Jesus come, you're going to have moments where it seems like your fire gets a little dim. But how do you get it back? Tell your testimony. Rehearse it. I mean, Brother Jason, when you have low moments, you got to say, I was in a low place in my life. And my cousin asked me to come to church with her one Sunday. And I went just because she wanted me to go. And then the preacher walked up to me and spoke a word in my ear that I knew only God could have told him. And God changed my life that day. Glory be to God. When you get in a low moment, Brother Walter, you got to say, I went in the prayer room at the church one day after smoking weed from the age of 14 until an adult. And I took my shoes off and went in the prayer room and got on my face and said, God, if I'm going to change, you're going to have to change me. You got to rehearse the testimony. Some of y'all got to tell it. I was getting ready to kill myself. I was going to commit suicide. But at the moment, I almost destroyed not just my future, but my eternity. God stepped in. You rehearse it. When you start, sometimes I'm telling people the testimony of my life and what God has done for me, what God has done for the church. And they walk around like, they walk away like, wow. And then I walk away like, wow. Because it, it encourages me. And my faith gets increased. And then it makes me miss what I had. Because those moments came with a certain essence and a feeling and a connection. Glory be to God. So tell your testimony. It's not just for the hero, but it's also for the speaker. Number two, add to the flame. You can't start the fire, but you are keepers of the flame. When I was growing up in the country, they called it kindling. All of you all that don't know about a wood stove, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you're trying to get a fire good and going, you don't take no grid, big piece of wood. Come on, Waukesha, talk to me. Grid, big piece. You get some, some kindling pieces, some small pieces. You put some small pieces to get the fire going. My, my point in that is that you got to start somewhere. So, so many of us get discouraged when God is telling us to start fresh because we want to do it all overnight. But guess what? It took you more than one day to get out of it. So it may take you more than one service to get all the way back into it. But you got to start somewhere, right? I'm telling you. 
That's why lifting weights is so discouraging to me. Oh, it's discouraging to me. Because if I go there one day and I break out on a good sweat, and then I go look in the mirror, I expect to see something. <laughs> I mean, because especially I can feel it, like, right? I can feel it like, whoa, man, I'm going to be busting out of my clothes in the morning. I can feel it. And then I look in the mirror like, well, <laughs> don't look like anything is changing. And that's why it gets discouraging sometimes when you say, I'm going to do a fresh start with God. And you can come to a church service and you cry and you come to the altar and you get prayer. You're like, whoo, I'm back where I was. I'm over it. I'm past it. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and, and the truth is, there's some things God can take from you instantly. But the reprogramming is a process. Now, I'm not screaming, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it's a process to reprogram yourself because God can deliver you instantly, right? But it's a process getting out of you what you were in. See, he got them out of Egypt in one day, but it took 40 years of the wilderness to get Egypt out of them. That mindset. See, there are moments that God truly delivers you. And I mean, in that moment, you are delivered. But as soon as a moment comes, whether it's a moment of boredom, whether it's a mo moment of just space, there are moments you go back to sin, not because you're addicted to it to anymore, but you have emotional and physical memory. In other words, it's what I always do. And even though there's no power in it anymore that make me go back and do it, I just do it because it's what I know to do. So now you have to reprogram yourself to find a different outlet, to find a holy space. No, really, be honest with me. Have you ever had to deal with an addiction and you know God delivered you and there were moments you went back to it and the pool was not there anymore? And you were even mad at yourself because you were like, I didn't really even have to do that. Man, this is Sunday morning, but I'm, I'm serious. I, I just want to help somebody in here who wants to live a successful life in God. You don't want to just look churchy and, all, and then you have to deal with the contradiction on the inside of you when you by yourself. I just want you to know that after you finish dancing and shouting, you still got decisions you got to make. Tell your neighbor, you got to start somewhere. You got to start. You got to start. I pray that God take the nicotine out of your mouth. That you don't have a desire to smoke another cigarette. But let me tell you something. If you went from smoking a pack a day and you go down to two a day, I'm going to celebrate your victory because you got to start somewhere. Huh. You got to start somewhere. And the more you build your muscle in faith, you're adding to the flame. Because so many of us, we set ourselves up for disappointment when we try to take a huge piece of wood and put it on a fire that's trying. Oh, okay, I'm back in God now. I'm going to start preaching. All right, all right, hold on. Bishop, God want me... Oh, no, you don't have a word yet. You got to let that thing... Let that thing simmer. <laughs> no, really, have you ever seen people who had passion and zeal but they weren't ready? You can be anointed and not ready. 
when you find yourself getting your feet and you're getting your feet wet in God again and get your footing be careful that people don't just start pulling on you very quickly then you start all of, you just now getting restored now you're trying to be everybody's spiritual counselor you just getting in God now you want to give everybody a word of prophecy save all of that get in your room but come on cover yourself because the enemy will lure you out there and then try to make a fool out of you I'm serious I'm almost finished add to the flame and then number three I'm gonna say this when you're trying to get back a fire needs oxygen that's why they said if you don't want a fire to spread cut off the oxygen shut the doors because when you give it space it spreads if you want your fire in God to be reignited atmosphere is everything get in atmospheres and around people that will remind you of who you are and not who you've been wow and that's one of the hardest things right no I think it's a little more harder than we admit it is it is for many reasons because some of the people we've been around, we have a genuine connection with them. Some of your connections are toxic. And many of you have connected off of trauma. But it is a connection. And who wants other people to feel as though you think you're better than them? So what we do when we know the Lord is sanctifying us and getting us apart, we stay longer than we, we should and closer than what we should to communicate to them, I'm not better than you. Well, you don't have to prove that to them. Your track record has already spoken that. But the question is, do you want better for yourself? Do you want to be better for God? If, if that's the case, there are times you have to make hard decisions. You have to make hard decisions. And when you make those decisions, are you going to be successful in making that decision? You have to communicate it to your atmosphere. <laughs> no, Lorenzo, it's not good enough for you just to make an inward declaration you have to say Asia this is where we are now you have to say hey babe you know I've been caught up lately you've been noticing I went from a nightcap to now I got to have a larger glass it's been shifting my mood and my attitude so I need to speak it out loud now I'm getting the alcohol out of this house. So it's not enough for an inward declaration because once you speak that to your wife, then it gives your wife the ability to hold you accountable to what you declare. When you speak to your friends like that, then that tells them, don't bring me a bottle as a gift. Mm. You have to communicate it to your atmosphere. Now, I know somebody says, I visited today. I didn't know what I was coming into, but no, this is the message that God wants you to hear. You have to communicate it to your atmosphere. Hey, it's not enough 
Just make it making inward declarations. It's not enough, especially when you've been in an atmosphere that has catered to your captivity. It's not enough. Glory be to God. It's not enough to just start ignoring the text messages. No, respond and says, listen, this is where I am. I know what we have been doing, but that's where I am. I want something different. And if I'm not your promise, I'm not going to be your practice. This needs to be communicated. It's got to be communicated. If you want something different. But if you want to be in the same place in 2024, in the same place this year that you was last year, keep doing the same thing. Because I promise you, you're going to produce the same results or worse. And nothing is worse than to wake up in the cemetery of past regrets. Wishing you had done something different. Tell your neighbor, communicate it to your atmosphere. Because what happens? Leaving ashes around on the fire will eventually smother it. You got to get the ashes out. You got to get the dead works out. The residue of past seasons can smother out your flame. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You can't keep saying, oh, the enemy's always after me. Well, stop looking like the menu. Come on, somebody. You know how, oh my God, I just want to, listen, listen. Oh God. Oh my mama, shake, oh my You know what you've been doing. Stop, oh no, no, my see. Some of y'all been acting like the victim. But your desire for attention is like putting blood in shark infested waters. You don't know, Sha. Glory be to God. Mm, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Tell your neighbor, get the ashes out. Get the ashes. Get the residue out. Get, come on, come on. Give them their stuff back. Get, that, get, the, get the dead works out. We don't need nothing else that's connecting me to the past. Connected it. Come on. Let's get together and talk about old times. No, that's traumatic for me. I don't want to keep rehearsing that stuff. I want to rehearse my testimony. Mm. You remember it different than I remember it. So your, your quickest way and your most sure way back is repentance. 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 You know? We say lift your hands if you want God to bless you. Hey, lift your hands if you want increase. Financial prosperity, yes. But you know what rebuilding the altar is? It's repentance. It's repentance. Now, sometimes when we talk about repentance, we just focus on the godly sorry. Uh, you know, to be godly sorry for what you've done, right? But what happens when your start over has nothing to do with you or a mistake you made or a sin you committed? Repentance is still available for you. Because repentance is not all the time, I'm sorry for what I did. Repentance is a rethinking of what I did or what happened. See, if you just change your behavior without thinking differently about it, then that's not repentance. That's just behavior modification. And only a matter of time, you're going to end up going back. 
come on you'll do good for a little while because you know it's expected of you but if you don't think differently about it you'll eventually go back to it if you look at God's standard as control instead of God bringing life to you if you if you look at God's restrictions as bondage instead of looking at it as liberty hallelujah you're gonna always go back to bondage and captivity you'll always say well it was better it was easier <laughs> when you rethink that you're gonna say you know what no 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 it was really worse when I was in the world because all I'm thinking about is the high moments but I didn't think about it as high as it took me it was a big drop as well I felt empty <sighs> now if, if we're if we're gonna really start over, start over calls for repentance. We got to rethink it. We got to see our lives different. We got to see our assignment different. We got to see God differently. Hmm. Hallelujah. I want to say this to you. Time is redeemed in repentance. Mm, mm, mm. You hear me? Time is redeemed. The reason why some of us don't want to start over because we feel like starting over means a loss of time but time is redeemed in repentance in other words when you start repenting and start rethinking and coming before God broken he says I will restore back unto you years that you thought you lost in the image today I don't know if you all can make it out there is a there is a toy from my childhood. Some of us that were born in the late 70s, early 80s. Oh man, I can't believe I said it. I was born in the late 70s. This, this is before PS4. This is even before the Game Boy. Do y'all remember the Game Boy? I didn't have one. I just remember them. Y'all remember, you know, this before Atari. Y'all remember Atari? It was, the game was Frogger. You got to get the frog across the highway. This is before the Nintendo. Y'all remember the Nintendo? Y'all don't remember the, okay, let me ask y'all. Let me see if y'all remember the Nintendo. If the game got froze, how did you unfreeze it? But if your cousin then bought your Nintendo, if you were to blow inside of it, something may be looking back at you. All right. All the Section 8 people, help me out. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Somebody gonna have to tell you what I'm talking about. All right. What's looking back at you? Don't worry about it. All you need to know if it's one, is a whole lot. <laughs> they, they never come by themselves. Amen. Amen. <laughs> But before all that technology, we had this game called the Etch-a-Sketch. Where you had to manipulate uh, both knobs on it to draw something. And it was kind of complicated. You know, you couldn't just go like this. So you had to maneuver. But if you messed up. You had to be shaken start over I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor starting over is not the worst thing 
See, some people, I'm going to tell you why it's not the worst thing, because some people don't have the option to start over. The mere fact that you're living, the mere fact that you're breathing means God has crowned you with something called opportunity. He said to the church of Ephesus, he says, listen, you've been doing good stuff, but you've been doing it without the passion that you once had. He says, come back and do your first works over. In other words, go back to where you dropped him. Hallelujah. Go back and reclaim the ark of God. Go back and reveal what was torn down. You know what he calls us in the book of Isaiah? He calls us the repairer of the breach. In other words, where something was broken and the line has been disconnected. God says, I am using you to make a reconnection. I need you to look at somebody and tell them, let's go back to God. Let's go. I didn't say let's go back to church. Let's go back to God. Worship is different when your heart is attached to it. Serving is different when your heart is attached to it. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor he gave us one more chance to start over, to start over. I thank God, hallelujah, I thank God for the ability to start fresh in God. I need you to scream at somebody, tell them it's not too late. I don't care how many mistakes you've made and I don't care how many times you've made that mistake. If you can hear me right now, I heard the Lord spoke to the churches of Asia Minor and he says he that have an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor there's a word from the Lord tell him it's two words start over you ain't gonna lose no time because a start over in God is redeeming the time I heard Samson said show me the pose so I must avenge the enemy from my eyesight Samson says I don't want my women back Samson says I don't want my money back he says I don't want my crown back but I want my eyes back he says I want my vision restored and some of you have been doing life but you've lost your vision you making good money but you've lost your vision y'all close on a new home but you lost your vision you forgot why God gave you the job you forgot why God gave you the house. He didn't give it to you for the gram. He gave it to you for the kingdom. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, get your vision back. You need to be reminded of the call of God over your life. You need to rehearse the testimony why you've been mediocre about your assignment, why you've been lukewarm about your walk. You need to be reminded. I heard Jeremiah said in the book of Lamentations he said right here this I recall to my mind therefore I have hope it's because of the Lord's mercies I need you to get out of your seat and tell somebody it was mercy it was mercy that called me to repentance it was mercy that gave me another chance it was mercy that said rebuild the altar because he could have walked away he could have went silent but he kept on talking grab your neighbor said oh neighbor he kept talking even when I was down in a low place he kept talking in my backslid place he kept talking sitting at the bar he kept talking for the 
suffocating. He kept talking, trying to ignore the voice of God, but he kept talking, calling me to repentance. And I said, Lord, whatever you do, don't stop talking in the belly of the fish. He kept talking in a Roman jail. He kept talking at the gate called Beautiful, lame on my feet. He kept talking because God only corrects and chastises those that he loves. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Come on, tell him, thank you for loving me. You could have gave up on me. You could have released me to my own lust. You could have released me to my own ideology. You could have released me to my own desire. But thank you for loving me. Thank you for pursuing me. I was like the coins that were lost in the house. Tell your neighbor, said neighbor, I was lost in the house, singing in the choir, but I was lost, preaching, but I was lost, greeting, but I was lost, sometimes dancing, I was lost, I was trying to fool the church people, my body was here, but not mine. was here but my heart he said to the Pharisees he said your lips are here but your heart is far away and this is why when Nathan confronted David David said oh have mercy on me oh God according to that tender mercy according to that loving kindness he said oh God created me created me a clean heart and renewed the right spirit somebody said Lord I want it back come on y'all say Lord I want it back give it back to me like I used to have it I want to be pure again give it back to me I want to be pure in my intentions I want to be pure in my motivation no agenda outside of you give me the right spirit give me the right spirit I don't want to be double-minded give me the right spirit I want to lift up clean hands and a pure heart I want to walk worthy of the vocation I beseech you there brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body as a living sacrifice holy the altar. I'm going back to the altar. I may be a preacher, but I'm 
altar. I may be an evangelist, but I'm going back to the altar. I may be a CEO making six figures, but I'm going back to the altar. I may be a professor. I got a whole lot of knowledge, but I'm going back to the altar. I got a whole lot of money, but tell your neighbor, no amount of money will ever satisfy. I know you want a husband, and you thank God for your wife, but there's nobody else that can satisfy the longing in your heart. You've been trying to fill it with your own lust. You've been trying to fill it with your own ambition. But you ought to lift up your hands and say, Lord, restore to me the joy. Hey, I want my passion back. I want my passion back. I want to dance with passion. I want to serve with passion. I want to love with passion. I want to worship with passion. I want to give with passion. He said, I got something against you because you're not hot and you're not cold. You're lukewarm. And he says, it makes me sick. God says, I'm tired of you being in between. Come all the way. Come all the way. Pull on somebody tell them, come all the way. God want to use you. Come all the way. God want to use you. Come all the way. All the way to the altar. Said, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. I'm not bringing money. I'm bringing me. I'm not bringing talent. I'm bringing me. You're not impressed with my gift. I give you me. I surrender the members of my body. I surrender the corridors of my mind. I surrender the whole way of my heart. If you can use anything. Somebody shall start over. Start over. Start over. Do your first works. Pray like you used to pray. Here, let him hear. 
call your name. You know the Lord is speaking to you. He that have an ear. I want my place back. 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 Consecrate me now. I want my place back. Consecrate me now. I want my place. It's a long journey, but I'm starting. I'm on my way. I'm starting over. I'm starting over. Tear all of it down. Because time is redeemed in repentance. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.